Hello, residents of Maple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Champion and of everything of the world. That- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today, we're going to be talking about a lot of games. We are out of our top 50 now. We're going to be doing some reviews. Uh, Dean and- will be talking about a lot of games. I'll be talking about some games. <laughs> we're going to be reviewing Lacrimosa, Beyond the Sun, Planet Unknown, and talking about other stuff. So thanks for joining us for episode 112. Mozart in Space. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his MTSU sweater on and his MTSU hat on. Why are you wearing that, Deanie boy? Because we are the, you said champions of the world yeah. of everything. Well, I, actually, we just beat Miami in football and that was it. If you, was, it which is a big deal, a huge deal. For me, it's a double double edged sword. Okay. <laughs> because. MTSU, which is where Dean works, right? Uh-huh. Uh, they, we, I went to MTSU for a couple of years, then I dropped out, uh, beat this. And I, I don't want to say little old college because actually it's a really large college. It's a university that is, I think we're over 30,000 now. No, it's 20, 20 plus thousand. Uh, I don't know. I, they usually do the. Okay. You may be right. Yeah. I okay. think we're somewhere 20, 22, 23, something like that. I I'm going to go to the tape the on that one. And uh, it used to be more than that if we lost folks. The most we've been, I think, is like 28,000. Yeah, I remember that. But then we've we've dropped since then. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. 22,000 is what it's saying here. Wow. Oh, is it 20? Ah, I nailed it. Oof. I haven't even looked at those numbers Tell in you what, That's a little... Uh, ooh. Sorry about that, MTSU. In your face, suckers. Compared to Miami, Everyone's which is, like, get out of here. Like... I don't know, 40,000, 50,000 is what they used to be. I don't know if they're still, I think they're a huge school. Well, and also really well known. Sport little old MTSU won. It's, it's, a day, it's a classic David and Goliath story. And they beat him pretty easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was like 45 to 31. Like it was like, get out of here. Yeah. And MTSU won. Michigan won. Tennessee won. That, that was my other champion of the world. Okay. Michigan. Tennessee Vols. Oh, okay. Look, we've lost to Florida. So even if you don't sport, I want you to imagine this. I do. Put yourself in this position. You watch a team or a show or something, and your show or the person you root for on your, you know, what are those called? TV? Yeah, no. The uh, <laughs> uh, real real TV. What is that? <laughs> real TV? Yes. Like an actual stadium going to the stadium? I'm talking about like Big Brother and what is that name? Reality TV. Reality TV. TV. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Reality TV. So you, you have, you know, the people you root for. You have won one, two times out of 20 years. Think of all the angst and disappointment and the almost wins and blowing it. To win again, it was pure elation. And you were there. You were I so was there. excited. I got my, both of my sons. So my father-in-law came. We got tickets. It was awesome. By the way, you have three sons, just so you're aware. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> two out of three of my sons. We actually went on my youngest son's birthday, so mm. in your face, Judah. Wow. No, we wow. he uh, we had we celebrated the night before, and we went, we tailgated, we had a great time, and we won. Man, it's just like it was a perfect weekend. The vault, the Titans even won, even though that was kind of sloppy and not great. But hey, oh man, you know been- who didn't win is the Lions. Yeah, sorry, buddy. I don't want to talk. Sorry, about- I really don't want to talk about that. Okay, well, let's do the poll. Let's just jump to the poll. Guess what, you all? We did a poll. 
You now, did. Unfortunately, I waited till the last minute to do it, and we did not get as many votes as I would like. Um, the yeah. plan was to not really do polls during the top fifty anyway, so it's not like you know, it's not like you've been dropping the ball. This was intentional, but you did drop it this week. Is that I did. What I'm hearing? I mean, okay. I didn't drop the ball entirely. Like I did it. I just. I, I've been so out of doing it, you know, like out of the swing of things. So, hey, here's the poll. We talked about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, time or two. Mm-hmm. We continue to be just, you know, enthralled by it, apparently. The Marvel Cinematic Universe dot, dot, dot continues to be fantastic. Not as good as it used to be. Going downhill fast. Absolutely terrible now. And char- I'm gonna do that. Charles Barkley. How do you absolutely terrible now? So the last three are exactly the same. No, not as good as it used to be. Is that the way I'm feeling? Like okay, yeah, fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, like you. that's okay. what I'm saying. Like it's not as good as it used to be, but it's still good. You know, okay. that's I don't. The problem with Twitter is you only have a certain amount of characters, and it's so small mm-hmm. that I can't. Maybe I should clarify things like that on the be on the guild, but I. I try to make it exactly the same. So basically, it's just people are either think it's going great or, you know, it's fine. Not as good as it used to be. It's really, it's going downhill fast. Like, man. Or it's just not good anymore. So I think it's somewhere in C or D land is my guess. But the problem is, I guess the the clarification is maybe it's it used to be good that's the insinu- it's insinuated that it used it to is. be good but then it's just like plummeting i but i the last one could be that it's always been terrible potentially i mean that's an option could be it could be i'm c. assuming i'm that, gonna go see i'm assuming go see. most people that respond to this poll probably at some point in time liked it maybe not maybe that you, you probably maybe there's a troll or two um that's there, not that's there, not right actually okay well the, 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 you want to know why i pick c is because there was a i think a paulie shore movie back in the day Polly Shore, I think, where he was like, "You just mark C on in the box." Oh, yeah. Is that well? You anyway. know, you were you know debating and fighting over the bottom two. So actually. it's so it's, it's not C or D. The answer is B. That's right. Okay. That's right. I was stunned by by how many. So on Twitter, even though it's not a ton of votes, fifty percent said continues to be fantastic. Wow. But it was the guild that brought that down. Mm. The guild was a little bit opposite. The guild was saying predominantly... Uh, Trash. Bah. Got to pull it up here. I'm doing your bot. Um, 47% said not as good as it used to be. So like... Okay. And only 11. So on Twitter, the second one was, and it was a pretty high number, not as good as it used to be. So what happened was there was an overwhelming amount of people did that, uh, put that. But then in the guild also, it was... It was actually going downhill fast was the second vote. Absolutely terrible. Now was a third. And number one was continue to be fantastic. So this is what I think. I think we have swayed the people okay. with our cinematic universe talk. You think so? No. Nah. I don't think we need to. I don't to. think anyone cares. I think it has swayed itself. It's, it's, <sighs> it is what it is. It's like a good pair of shoes. It's swayed. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Are you going to walk out on me? That's <laughs> I defeated you. This right is there. weird. So our setup has been normally when we do our top fifty, John and I are sitting next to each other because we end up videoing it for the YouTube channel, which we never post on. This there. is way better. It's, we just record it for it to sit there, and we don't actually do anything with it. But this way, we're looking at each other, and it is way better. But it's also a little weird. It's if it's the first time we've done this in months. Oof. Right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
little, little giggly Johnny over there. I guess so. So, uh, what what do you think about this? What's your answer to that? I, question? I would agree with that. I think it's I think it's going downhill. Uh, unfortunately, well, the, the answer was not as good as it used to. Yeah. Be. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. It is not as good as it used to be in my eyes. I would say, and and that was evident in, for me, evident in Doctor Strange in. Um, uh, Spider-Man, honestly, yeah. it was evident in the newest Thor movie. The Spider-Man was just atrocious to me. And everyone, I have so many people that talk about how they loved it. It was the best Spider-Man. I will say this. So I saw it in theaters and I hated it. And I then we went back and watched all of the old Spider-Man movies and then rewatched the new one after that. it wasn't as bad? It wasn't as bad. Okay. Now, what is really bad are all the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies there. My son loves those movies. I know. I know. We've, I think we've talked about this on here, and, and my intern yep. really loves them too. I don't get it, but but it made me appreciate it a little bit more, but it's yeah. still not It's not up to the other the level of the other two that came out. The Tobey Maguire ones have kind of a... I agree with you. I don't, I'm not a big fan of them, but there's something about them that's... Charming, charming. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I that get there's that. like a charm to it, but then when you really look at it and think about it, you're like, eh. James Franco is pretty good in them. Yeah, I like him. Yep. But so. I, but I like the Andrew Garfield ones better, and then Tom Holland is is Spider Man is the best. You think it just doesn't even compare in my mind. I, I pretty much close. agree. I need to go back and watch, but I think I agree with that. I I, I did a lot of extensive research on the way over here. I watched 20 minutes of love and thunder. <laughs> so, uh, cause I started thinking like, it's hard for me to super like talk about this because I haven't seen the new doctor strange Morbius or love and thunder. So I've like, not seen Morbius are, and honestly, I probably won't. Yeah. I, love and thunder 20 minutes in. I am, more intrigued than I thought I would be, but the jokes are terrible. So it's so far, and I heard that that's the negative, and it's might get really annoying. I don't know because I'm only I'm only fifteen twenty minutes in, but like I'm like watching, going, okay, I could see myself seeing what happens here. I'm not disgusted by it. Yeah, but I might be by the time it's over. You know, like you're at a wedding and the best man's giving the speech yeah. and gives a joke, and like everybody dies laughing. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the best thing ever. And then, then his ears perk up, and it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> I got that laugh. I'm gonna keep going for it, and then it never it gets, gets back to that same level. It gets it, uncomfortable. It, yeah, because it's he's just trying too hard. That's what Thor: Love and Thunder is. Yeah. So a couple comments. Number one is I accidentally wrote uh, in the guild the Marvel Marvel Cinematic University is, which oof, Brad R helped me find that out. Shout out to Brad for he said. Um, been listening to your podcast for a while. Not sure if the university is a typo or not, which is, you never know with us. Um, all right. So Stephen Burford makes an, uh, a thought that I had and that is basically, he said, I feel like it's time for Marvel to take a break. Um, you know, every time there's, he turns around, there's a new character, there's a new show. I think there's a little, for some people, unless you're like a super big fan, a little Marvel fatigue, especially with, and then I think someone else, yeah, Michael Davis had talked about with it because Disney plus man with what they've come out with, there's so much content they're doing WandaVision, this and this and this and this, it almost, to me, it kind of, uh, it's just too much. I think there's too much to where it's not as exciting anymore because there's just something all the time. This new, this new. I did love WandaVision, mm-hmm. which is newer. I, I, I love Have it. you watched any of She-Hulk? No. Okay. 
I have not watched much, but what I've seen has not impressed me at all. Yeah. And it's it doesn't it's and I I think maybe I was talking to my wife about this because she's watched maybe all of it. I don't know. I was like, this doesn't seem very superhero-y. It's like a just a show. I think they're trying to just try new things. I think it's like the is, the same old same old's gotten tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just weird to me because it's like it's just a normal show. The only difference is you have a tall green person in it. Yeah. That doesn't seem that interesting to me. Now again, that's for based on I think an episode and a half and then kind of bits and pieces. Sure. I, I so part of it I really was interested in watching this, but I don't really have an interest in in watching it at all. So and that's Yep, that's kind of where I'm at. I, nothing like super excites me coming out from Marvel is is in the same way that it did. And I think it's because every other week something else is coming out. Now, I, I'm excited about some things coming out. Like, I, I'm really excited to see what Black Panther looks like. So that's one I've got high hopes for. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because what happened was Avengers was good. I was happy with that. Then we go, to, and then then we're going to get into board games. Then we go, Spider-Man Far From Home did not like. I did not watch The Eternals because I heard it was just absolutely terrible. Maybe I should watch it. I, I, I did, and I didn't care for it. I watched half of Shang-Chi, and I, it was didn't catch my No, mind. it's great. I, I, I loved I did, it. I just, yeah. it, was, it was just, it wasn't that I hated it, Dean. It was just like, oh, meh. I'm sorry. I, I, I said this wrong thing. Far From Home is not the one that I hated. No Way Home is the one that I hated on Spider-Man. What was Far From Home? I don't even really, Far From Home was okay. Far From Home is the one in DC. Okay. No, no, so, no. I'm sorry. Far From Home is the one in, in London um, because it's funny that Tom Holland is from okay, England. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know. So I apologize for that statement. I didn't like No Way Home, the last one. And then, um, you know. so Homecoming I, I, is the the one that's, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I, so my answer to this, I thought I was going to say, but then when it comes to TV shows like the Falcon TV show, remember the Captain America and Falcon? I just, it's not that it's bad, Dean. It's not like I'm like, that sucks. It's just like, meh. Like, okay. In the last several shows, like what else was there? TV shows that they came out with? There was more than that. Uh-huh. And I remember just watching some stuff and going, oh, um, Loki. Loki. Loki eh. was the other one. Yeah. Like it intrigued me at the very beginning, but it never went anywhere that I was excited. And maybe I just need to watch more. And maybe I just needed to take more time. But it, it, so I think I would say it's not as good as it used to be. Okay. At first, I thought I might say going downhill fast, and I still might. I, if I go see, if I finish Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange and Morbius, I, I mean, I could be at the end of it going, yeah, it's going down. I'm just not as intrigued by it anymore. Did you watch any of the shorts where they did like the animated stuff? The Mm-mm. there was some interesting the what if stuff. The what if? That's what it's yeah, called. I yeah, I watched a little bit of that, it. Some of those were kind of interesting. It, I don't, I don't care anything about the Marvel zombie stuff. Yeah. But I'm interested to see what they do with that. And part of that is because of the board game. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get the board game because I just, I'm not that interested in Marvel zombies. Yeah. Okay. I want right. to talk about board games. I think so. Can I talk about what I did this weekend? Yes. I, uh, go take a nap. I, I think, I, I think, <laughs> I think I'll actually just search for board game deals online. No, you're going to be very excited to hear about this. Okay. Uh, so, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that. It was Tennessee game days. Fall edition this past weekend. Now, I was only able to go for a couple days. Couldn't go for the whole time. But what I went for was a lot of fun. And we missed you, John. We, yeah. like the board gaming community, uh, you got asked about a lot. Really? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It was my son's birthday mm-hmm. and my father-in-law's birthday and my father's birthday weekend. 
And so, and then I, I decided not to go before I knew about the Tennessee game, but I was able to squeeze that in. So there was no way I was going to be able to go. Yeah, it's that's the worst weekend for me personally, and that stinks. It's looking like that's going to be me in the spring. So we might be reversed in the spring. You oh, might, man. you might be playing all of these games that I just played this weekend in the spring. Who knows? Okay. All right. So I'm just going to briefly talk about a few games. This is where Dean does a segment. One's not going to be brief. Brief in his briefs. <laughs> I still think we should do that. Uh, no. One of these I brief will talk about a little bit longer, probably. Okay. Uh, two of these I'm just going to mention because I want to know if you have any interest in these. Okay. Ecos, First Continent. I played a two-player game of this. This is uh, the bingo game. Drawing tiles out of a bag, calling them out, and then putting things out onto the board, scoring points from your card. It's a race game by... Um, John D. Clare. Mildly interested. This was fun. Mm -hmm. Jonathan and I played this one. We both really liked it. He had played it before. I had not. So anyway, that was, we enjoyed that one. It's just, it's just, there's so many games. Like I I thought to myself, that could be one that I really like, but so I'm like, yeah, if you want to play it, I'd say sure. Cape May. Do you know Cape May? Cape May, you're moving around the board. You're building buildings. Probably the same level of interest. Like, yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't mind playing it. That means on the kind of mild interest means I'm not going to go out and buy it or seek to play it. But if someone has it, I'll yeah. play it. And I could be wrong. I mean, I might like, there's plenty of games like that that I, I've played. And I go, oh, crap, that's a fantastic game. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Now, this one was a little bit more family weight. Uh, and, you know, Jonathan likes heavy games. But I will say this about Jonathan. He he really will play anything. I mean, Jonathan, sure. and he likes a lot a of different game. games. It's just yeah. he tends to, if he's going to have a game day, he's probably going to pick the heavier ones. Yeah. But... He really liked Cape May, too, and this is a family weight. We both, okay, this game is nothing like New York 1901, but we did both have feelings. Of that? Of that. In, in Does that. he like 1901? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think it's one of, uh, it's 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 an older one that's got some history, you know, that, that they've played a lot, I believe. So, okay. anyway, we both really like this one, and it's um, interesting. I don't know which one I like better. Pretty close. Maybe I, Eco's probably, I think I like Eco's better. But Kate May, Kate May really did surprise me. I'm excited to try this one with my wife, and um, I think she might really like this one as well. Okay. Would you pick up either one? Well, they're both mine, so yes. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, but I, and I did won't, not know that. I won't get rid of them either, uh, especially Ecos. And I, I don't imagine I'll get rid of Kate May. If my wife plays it and she's like, this game's stupid, yeah. then it's possible I'd get rid of it. But Okay. 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 So those are the uh, you know just knocking those one out, no, knocking those ones out of the out of here, okay? okay, off the list. Root, we got to play some root. I played mm-hmm. this one with Wendy and Mike and Chris, and, and we played. What number is this on your top ten? This was number five this year. It was number two last year. So incredibly high. Uh huh. Did it live up to the hype again? Gosh, I just love this. Wow. Game so okay. Much, so much. I yeah. assume that's probably the response. It's it's so good now. The interesting piece about this is that we all picked factions that we had not played before. Okay. Uh, I have played with uh, one of the factions, two, uh, multiple of the factions against other people, but but I had never played with the one that I had played with, which was oh my goodness, I'm forgetting what it is. The the uh, it's the rats from the newest one. I think it's the the hundreds something. The hundreds. Oh goodness gracious. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. It'll come to me. I'll look it up. But. So we played with the uh, Corvid conspiracy. Uh, conspiracy. We played with the 
the moles, whatever those are called. We played with the the otters, which are like the merchant ones. I, oh man, people who love this game, which I do love this game. Mm-hmm. It's just they're they're like you are butchering every one of the the names <laughs> of all these, and I apologize for that. Oh man, but it's it's you suck. Two of the ones from the underground, one from the river folk, and then this one which I cannot, it's the Marauder expansion. The newest expansion is the one that I had played with. And this is the, it is the Lord of the Hundreds, which are really, really battle heavy. They're like going across the board and destroying everything and seemingly overpowered. Okay, you like it? Oh, I loved it. I I love this faction. I think it was a lot of fun. I was kicking myself that I, I felt like I should have done better. But in the end... Mike, who was playing the moles, whatever they're called, from the underground, Mike won. Had he not won on the next turn, Wendy was going to win. And had she not won on her turn, I would have won. Oh. Chris with the otters, I don't know. It's He was a little farther behind. He was a lot farther behind. But he ought to have done some other he moves. He knew I think. the game really well. I just think it was, I, I hear what you did there. Mm-hmm. He knows the game really well and played well. It was just. With those, it's almost like if nobody's dealing you stuff, you've you've not played with that one? No. Okay. So with that one, you need other people to make deals with you. They're buying cards and buying things from you. Uh, it's my favorite kind of game. But if nobody does that, it's not as interesting. And we did it early on and then just kind of pulled away from buying stuff from him later on. Mm-hmm. And um, probably we didn't play it as well because of that. But it ended up coming down to those last few turns, and it was excellent. I loved it. I love this game. And, and everybody at the table still... They all love the game anyway. Cool. So there you go. All right. Then we played some. Well, I didn't. I'm not going to talk about everything that we played. Yeah, that would be tedious. You, you don't want me to do that. Well, it just stinks when it like either me or you. I think it's not as exciting when it mostly comes from one side. I got you. I got you. Okay. So let's. Uh, if you guys disagree, just send us hate mail and say no. I love when G- Dean talks and John shuts his pie hole. <laughs> let's talk about two more games. How about that? Sure. Tilatum, which is one that is not out yet. It's it's available to order now. Is that right? Color me intrigued on this one. Okay. This is a tea game that I played before John. How about that? Simone Luciani, Daniele Tassini. Who are those guys? I don't know. Oh. Never heard of them. Only some, uh, yeah, some <laughs> of my very favorites. Okay. So this game is a dice drafting game. You like that? You're, yep. you're moving around the, the map and you are building up different things on the map and you are scoring different things in different rounds. So it might be if I get these pillars out on the board, it's going to score in round two. But in order for me to take place in that scoring round, I have to have a building in that town that is scoring or have mm-hmm. my cart over there. So you're going to be moving around the map quite a bit. Um, the other things that you can do is... is um, uh, take these it's funny because I was using the wrong terminology and now I'm kicking myself because I don't know what they actually are severed heads is what I was saying you could take Ooh. these they're not they're characters you take these characters and you put them into your building when they go in there you're going to get an immediate benefit but then you're also going to get you know oh, yeah, potential right now. scoring opportunities uh, later on but the cool thing about the dice drafting that's the part I'll, I'll focus really most of the attention on is when you take a die you're going to take the value so you roll all the dice and they go into the different slots just like in like a grand austria hotel sure except you're only taking one die if i take a six die for the resource value so it might be you get six gold or six stone or iron or whatever if it's this value of six 
but you're only going to get to take one action point for that action that you're taking. Okay. okay. And then it gets, and then it changes. So if I take a value one die for, um, for this resource, I get one mm -hmm. of those resources and then I get to take six action points for that. So you have to make the decision. This is the part you're okay. really going to like. You have to make a decision. Do I want more resources? Cause I can get really a, a buku buttload of resources right now, but I'm only going to take one action. Or I can just take one resource and get a ton of actions and be able to do a lot of cool stuff. And then there's some free actions that you can do along the way as well. Um, and, and, and that's the gist of it. There's more to it, obviously. But the, the biggest piece of it that, that I gravitated toward is that dice drafting piece, mm -hmm. which is really, really well done. Yeah, so I'm intrigued because not only the um, designers, but because of the weight of the game. On BGG right now, it's weighted at 2.75, mm -hmm. which is like... My jam. That reminds me of like, yeah, that and uh, Council of Four. Like that's kind of... Have you played Council of Four? No, 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 no. That, oh, you would love that game, dude. Who talked about... Somebody talked about that this week, and I think it was Jonathan. Who played... I played this, by the and, way, with Jonathan and, and Steph Hodge. Yeah. Did she like it? She loves it. Yeah. 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 And she's... She She's has heavier. spent uh, most of the time. She was at a con recently where she was uh, demoing this for board and dice. So she's played it a ton yeah. and, and has taught it a lot, which helped. Too. It's going instant, instant to the pre-order pile. You know how much I love Twanton Suyu, which is weighted yeah, at yeah. four point oh seven. Yeah, a lot higher. I these are close for me. I might put Talatum higher as my favorite of wow. of the T games. Now I'm not as big of a fan of the T games as you. But I'm a fan of games, and this yeah. one is just—it's really, really good, John. Wow, you're gonna Can't love wait this to play one. That one, yeah, yeah, you're Can't gonna love it. it. We we will review this at some point down the road. It's just what we do, yeah. Right? It just us. We have to get it first. Yes. Okay. All right. The only other one I'm going to talk about is Dune Imperium. So I don't really have to explain mm. this one. Uh, I I knew that I wanted to play a game with Rick, uh, just because okay. you know I get to talk to Rick a lot, but Rick and I don't get to play games very often, so. So finally, we were able to, he's, by the way, Rick helps put this whole thing together along with a guy named Russ. And these guys are running around ragged the entire time. Yeah. Whenever these conferences are happening, they, they, these things would not happen without those two. And I'm so thankful for them, which means that they don't often get a lot of time to play games, but they just happen to have this window. And I said, pick the game we'll play whatever they picked dune imperium i said absolutely i'd love to teach that and they had not played it before they both loved dune so we sat down to play it. you know deck building worker placement game mm -hmm. now here's what happened at the end that's the only part i want to talk about at the very end i'm down i think i'm at seven points okay is that no no no, no, no seven i'm down it's by close. i'm down by two i think okay i think i'm down by two however it works okay so uh, Russ is around there too. And Rick is in the lead. Rick is, is probably going to win. So it comes down. There's two points. Rick gets a point to move him into 10 points. That's right. And mm -hmm. then I'm at eight points and it's a two point conflict card. So whoever wins the conflict is going to get those two points. Okay. So Rick has a decision to make. Do I really, and by the way, I have like almost all of my troops in the battle. Okay. Rick has a decision to make. Do I want to put as many troops as I can and try to win this battle with my intrigue cards and, and my troops? Mm -hmm. Or do I load up on spice because that's the tiebreaker? Mm -hmm. Okay? Because if we tie, then he's going to win because I had like two spice. All right? And he decides to go heavy and spice, which honestly is the way that I would have gone to. Sure. 
I had in my intrigue cards one mm-hmm. of the two cards that gives you in-game scoring. Yeah. Now, they knew that they were there, but it... It didn't feel good, honestly. It just mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't feel like, oh, this was a great win because there's only two of those cards in the deck that give you. There's three cards that give you anything at the end of the game, but only two of them give you points. If I, yeah, two. Russ had one of them, so it moved him, I think, to ten points or something like that. It moved me to th- whatever thirteen and uh, or something twelve, ten, ten or something. I don't remember. They were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I ended up winning because of that. They still liked it, I think, but. That didn't feel good. What do you think about that? You know, it didn't change how much I love the game. By the way, I think I think it's a great game. So whenever I first rated this game, I rated it a seven and a half. I don't know if you remember that game, Dean, but you beat me handily. You had both of those cards in your hand. Both of the both end game scoring. Did I really? I you don't did. remember that. Okay. And that was one of the reasons I lowered my score because ah. I was like, "This is dumb." Like. If, if one player gets both of these, how can you win? I mean, it seems like how can you win the game? The biggest flaw of the game, in my opinion. And the one that I had wasn't that difficult. I only yeah. had to be a, a three on four on all four of those tracks. A three on two tracks gives you one point, I think. And then a three on all four gives you two or something like that. Yeah, they add some more in the expansion. But it's not. it wasn't that many more, I don't think. I'm trying to look up how many more it is. Like, I'll... I, for me, I think that would help because it's not mm-hmm. like I want to remove it those necessarily. I think yeah. I just want more of them. Well, that's, I feel like you have to go one direction or the other, right? Yes. You either have to uh-huh. have more or you need to remove them because it's too, it just stinks, you know. Um, I've won games like that where I was the only one to get one and I won by an extra point because the other player didn't draw one. And that's just annoying. Yeah. It's it's really in a almost flawless game, in my opinion. It is the it's the pimple on the face. You know, I get you're kind of like, mm, man, she is really beautiful, but that thing's juicy yeah. and I can't stop staring at it. That's it. But I'm still going to give it nine and a half out of 10 because <laughs> she's <is> pretty, <laughs> you know, I just, I just, just not look in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, but, but the game itself was still great. I think they had a good time. Ultimately, I had an excellent time playing with those guys. And I, I, I for me, it meant a lot because I know how much they do. Yeah. And and for them to take time to play a, a you know, a longer game. It took us an hour and a half, not too bad. You know, they they grasped it and played it quickly and not a lot of downtime in that one. So didn't it didn't ruin it for me. I still love this game so much. Yeah, so how did so you overall they enjoyed it but didn't like that part of it, I'm guessing? Uh, yes, I kind of, I, we all kind of felt that way. I think, yeah. I think we all kind of felt, especially Rick who, which I, Rick wasn't, you know, butthurt by it. I don't think, you know, yeah. he's not like, this is dumb and flipping the table. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause he did all the right things. <clears throat> yep. All the right things. But yep. I, uh, yeah, I get, so let me see here. That's I'm, life I'm, on Arrakis though. Right. I mean, that's, I, you know, brutal. yeah. But it is it is really frustrating to play. And, and the game isn't... The more you play it, the more... It, I'm just like, the game's faster. If you know with player, players yeah. that play it, and so it's not like, uh... But, um... Yeah. Anyway, Still, I don't know. I'm, I thought that I had seen it here. I, I think there's like two or three extra ones in the new... In, in the new... In the 
Rise of uh, expansions or something like that. So Okay, and there's a new expansion coming out even after that, so that'll be interesting to see what that includes. I almost wish instead that they would have done some type of a draft at the beginning of the game with in-game scoring card, like to point you in a direction that were actually kind of difficult to hit or something like that. So it wouldn't all be... So everyone has one, and you have something that you're trying to hit. It'd have to be super difficult, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree. Hmm. I don't think I would like that, though. I, mm-hmm. I think I would I would prefer to just have more of the them rent. in the deck, maybe. The other thing the is... The problem is if there's more, then you're... Yeah, that's true. If you the, you the can't more hold you, on to it, too many, which it is, is nice, You're too. right, you're right. Yep. You can only have four before somebody starts stealing them. So yep. anyway, good game. The, uh, we played Wonderland's War, which is excellent time, too. I always love that one. It did take a longer bit of time. I fumbled on the rules a little bit. I felt bad about that. But I think that was with um, Wendy and Mike, who are listeners, and then... Uh, Alyssa, I think, was the other person's name, if I remember right. So, anyway, that was always that's always good times in my mind. Love yep. that one. There you go. All right, we're going to talk about some reviews now. Let's get on to Lacrimosa. All right, rock me, Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, rock me, Amadeus. Okay, Dean wouldn't <laughs> let me title the show Mozart in Space, which is what I wanted to do because of Lacrimosa and a game about Mozart, and two space games. So I, in his face, just blurted it out in the intro. So that's the official title, whether he puts it on there or not. Muppets in Space. I told him that that if he would just put it on there, we would have, the crowd would go wild with listeners. (laughs) Maybe. You might be right, John. That's Clickbait. Sure, why not? You got to do things that, actually, if you, that would be like, you know, lacrimosa sucks or something and then it's like just trying to get you know okay go ahead you're just trying to click and then you realize oh they actually liked it or maybe we didn't all right so lacrimosa is a game from devere games this was a review copy That's from them by the way devere or lacrimosa lacrimosa okay this is from designers uh Ferran Rinalius and Gerard, excuse me, I just skipped over that page. Uh, a Sensi, a Chansey, mm-hmm. uh, a Chansey. It, I don't know. I, I could be wrong about that. And these designers also did on the origins of species, uh, on the origin of species, which is uh, a game that got a lot of buzz uh, a little while back, if I remember right. I don't yeah, know. I really wanted to play that. Yeah. Anyway, so in this game, it is a lot of different things. It has deck building. A little bit uh, where you are playing your cards out into these slots. We'll talk about that in just a second. It's mm-hmm. got a little bit of uh, area control where you are trying to uh, have the most influence in the different uh, compo- composition at the bottom of the board. Mm-hmm. There's going to be traveling around a map and taking those actions. But the main actions come from that deck building piece where you yep. are going to have four cards in your hand. And you're going to play two of those, one at the top of the board and one at the bottom. They're going to slide into these little slots, which is always cool. The board's really cool. The production on this is fantastic. Uh, I'm jumping ahead. All right. So the top of the, the card that goes in the top is your action that you're going to take. And the one at the bottom is the resources that you're going to get at the end of the round. So the actions are you can, uh, you can get new memory cards, which are cards that are going to go into your deck. The thing is, it's not really deck building. It, it is, but you are only going to have the same amount of cards the whole time. You're going to have nine cards. And when you take a card, you're going to replace the card that you placed at the bottom of your board. Mm-hmm. So there's that piece. There are these uh, Opus cards that you're going to get, and there's an action to take those Opus cards, which allow you to 
um, get some com- some points immediately and usually. And then also, there are going to be cards that when you take another action that allows you to tap those cards, you can tap and get money usually, or get rid of those cards to get more victory points. So those are three of the actions. Mm-hmm. You can you can um, take the action that lets you place your markers onto the board at the bottom that I mentioned is the uh, area control part. And then there's another action that lets you move around the map and take those different actions. And you have to have resources for all of those different pieces to do them. There's the the red, black, and white resources, which, uh, you know, they are. They're, I'm going to name by color and not by the theme because that part doesn't feel super thematic. Mm, nope. But the idea is you're trying to gain influence so that you can get famous with Mozart, okay? That you are... Um, assisting in, in completing these different projects so that your name can be attached to them, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game is going to win. You're going to get points from uh, different objectives that you picked up along the map. You're going to get points from... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Ooh. You're going to get points from the area control piece on there and then also points from money and you know ones that you picked up along the way mm-hmm. and resources. And that's it. Yes. Is that good? I think so. All right. Let's talk about the <coughs> art and components. Excuse me. Talk about the production of this one. What do you think? Oh, it's a beautiful game. The box is, is gorgeous. The It's laid out. looks gorgeous. Um, I have no complaints. Yeah. I know you could probably like deluxify it some more somehow since you would, but I, I think it's wonderful. Yep. No, I, I think it. I, I'm right there with you. The screen printed meeples on the thing. I say meeples disc. Um, all of that. The dual layer boards where you slide your cards in work really well. Uh, yeah. Wendy actually made a comment on this one. Was comparing it to some other game, and I cannot remember what it was where you slide cards, and saying that the cards would slide all the way into the board sometimes. And this one is is nice because they don't do that. It, yeah. it works exactly the way that it's, it's supposed, supposed to. to work. I think this may be one of the best board game covers I've ever seen. I am right there with yeah. you, John. I'm I'm there with you. In fact, when we were playing this at at Tennessee Game Days, I played this with uh, Wendy, Mike, and Jonathan, so four player game there, and there were a ton. I mean, a ton of people that stopped by to look at it, and some of them knew, oh, this is a game that that's not out yet, and so they were intrigued by that piece of it. But honestly, several of them stopped because of the box. Yeah, oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's a picture. It's a, a painting of of Mozart, but it also has like this red, uh, shiny embossed, you know, bottom part that looks really intriguing. The mm-hmm. title is, is that same like really cool color of red. I don't know how else yeah. to explain it. And, it. and it pops. It's just a beautiful cover. I think. I mean, yeah. And you open it up and it looks great inside too. So, Hey, that's like, you know, that's like that beautiful woman that like you start talking to oh, her my goodness gracious. and she's actually good, nice on the inside, just like my wife. Hopefully she heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's stuck on the other piece from earlier is my guess. <laughs> she's not the one with the pimple. Okay. Well, I figured that, which makes it even worse, right? I, oh ooh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the gameplay. what do you think about the gameplay, John? Okay. So it's not super heavy. Right, like I think it's weighted at three point three something here so far on BGG, and I w- would tend to agree with that. Right, that do- it's also not like in that like lighter medium kind of vein though. Would you? St- I would say it would. It's it's pushing on towards firmly medium. 
which would be maybe like a three. Is that what you're? I think thinking? I think it's he- a little heavier than that. Yeah, I do too. Like I'm I, like he- three, three, pushing five-ish. towards the higher end, but not not. I, yeah, because this says three point three six, so that's that's where I would be. I tend to think like three five and up is kind of he- it feels. I know. Yeah. I think BGG yeah. calls heavy four and above, but for me, when it gets to three and a half to four then that's kind of in that like heavier game range. This is like, this one's like borderline it. Right. And I actually think that could be potentially negative for some people because it, 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 it's, a, it's too heavy. I think to just be for the, you know, step up type game or whatever. And it could not be heavy enough for heavy players. I don't know. I don't think that because I think it's right in my personal wheelhouse. Um, I will say along those lines, the first time I sat down, or I, okay, caveat: I've played one full game of this, and I usually don't like to talk about games. That's how long, that's how many games I've played, but that's 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 where I'm at. When I sat down and I saw the several sections of the board, there's a lot of iconography, mm-hmm. and when I saw the cards up top that I'm picking up to like go into my deck, I was a little uh, having a little AP. Let's say that a little overwhelmed. By a li- yeah, it wasn't like I'm like some games. I'm like, what do I do? Right? It wasn't like that, but it was like, okay, the travel map. I'm okay. I could do that. I could do that. What does that icon mean again, Dean? Right? I'm going up the cards. Okay, but what does that one mean? And 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 which symbol do I use to go get? Because there's two types of cards that go out in the offer, and like you have to have the different actions to take those you know so like if it's this type of card what action is it and then it's all on the board well but there's a lot of iconography and stuff kind of and like i had to learn where the symbols were and so i i think i think we're gonna have to get past that for for some folks would you agree with that or no uh, depends on how depends on how heavy of a player you are. The funny thing is, there's not really that many icons in the game, and so once you've seen them, and, and it's it not did, like it a, didn't take long to, gra- to yeah, grasp. Yeah, it's not yeah. like a ton of new ones are going to come out either. We'll talk about that a little bit yeah. later, but but I, I think once you've played two rounds of this game, it everything really starts to click. Yeah. But until those two rounds, I'm with you. I think it okay. I don't quite know what's going on. You know, I don't really know what actions to take. I don't know what's going to be the most beneficial. What does this side do? You know, these icons on the side, the difference between a disc and a and a cube, yeah. you know, that sort of thing, which those are the resources. There's a cube track that keeps up the resources and those are temporary. They go away at the end of the round, mm-hmm. but the disc are going to stay permanently in your supply until you use them. And so that's, you know, that can be a little bit confusing too for people. Yeah, yeah. And the difference between... The, the cards, the Opus cards, which are going to be the mm-hmm. ones that you're tapping, or the memory cards, which are going to go into your into your deck. So that that's a little confusing, too, having taught this, you know. Is is there, because uh, we just played so many new games recently, Is there's only one side to this board, right? They're all the same. For the main board, is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And for your player boards and everything, like, there's no pointing you in a direction. No, or, no, no, no. It's yeah. pretty wide open. And, that's, and so I tend to prefer that pointing me in it. Like I think that that's why like the first time you play it, you might be like, I'm not really sure what to do. There's a lot of different things, a lot of different paths to take, you know, at this point. So here are the things that can point you in a direction. Every round you're going to flip over this card 
that is it's going to determine that's correct a, a bonus that you're going to get yep. every time you take that action so if i it might be the travel symbol and you're going to get a, two coins or something like that so you might think okay i'm going to try to travel twice so i can get four coins because money can be tight in this game yeah so that can point you in the right direction also the very first cards that you get into your hand that can help point you in the right yeah. direction too because you might think okay i guess this is the direction i'm going because this is the path i'm taking right yeah. off the bat and and Everybody needs to participate in that area control piece at the bottom. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt. And yep. me knowing that, I still got burnt. Sure. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I knew that that was the case, and I still I, yeah. I, I ignore it more than I should. That's right. And I hope that no one thinks that I am this this. These aren't really super negatives. I'm just trying to point out pieces too, because I'm thinking like the first time I sat down, because what I what the reason I'm saying these few things is I think um, if you can get it's not getting past if you can just warm up to the game like dean said play a couple rounds you start going oh yeah oh i like that i've never you know done what i mean playing any do. Game. i was doing we were playing the other day and dean's like oh yes and i was like dude chill out calm down man i know like <laughs> anyways um but but that's but one of the cool pieces to it then is uh yeah, and as you get the opus cards, as you're as you're going around, did you say as you're going around the traveling map to get the in-game scoring? I I think I mentioned okay. that. Yeah. There's so there's a there's a map in the middle of the board. I'll try to paint this for you. There's a map in the middle of the board, and you'll be traveling around. And there's only one Mozart traveling around. That's is it? Mozart oh, I did not mention traveling? that. That's right. Yes. Is it no. Mozart or is that you traveling? Mm-hmm. No, it's Mozart. Okay. So when Dean goes three spaces northwest then that could pull you away from where you want to go. And it costs money to be able to, you know, take every step along the way, but basically. And so what's intriguing is there are in-game scoring cards there, which then they do point you in a direction, right? And mm-hmm. so if you're one of those persons like me that kind of likes to have that direction to go, I snaked up a couple of those early in the game. Um, and throughout the game, actually, I, I, I did that multiple times. So I think that that's cool. And then... Uh, I like the bottom part a lot where it has this, this staff, right? And it's not, I'm not talking about like a cane or anything, uh, musical, um, staff that like you are doing area majority kind of. It is. So let me briefly explain that because it is, it's a very unique way of looking at it. Every game you're going to have two characters in the bottom. So the, the historical piece of this is you've got four people who are vying for, the attention of Mozart so that they could be kind of a right-hand man or, or, you Mm -hmm. know, be gain their fame along with Mozart. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in every game, you're going to have two of those. One is going to be a single note. One's going to be a double note. So an eighth note and a 16th note, uh, two 16th notes. Okay. Those nice, nice knowledge symbols are going to match up with one of those characters. So if it's one note, it will be the top character. If it's two, it's going to be the bottom. And how that works is I'm going to put my disc out there and whichever one I want to take, the top or the bottom character card for five different areas, whichever one I want to take, I'm going to put my disc into that area and have it on the note that matches that character. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the game, you're going to add up all of those uh, all of those different types of symbols, the two different types Mm -hmm. of symbols and whichever one, let's say the top character has the most of their symbols that one's going to score the The most most. points and the other one's going to score the second most points for each tile that you have in there so it's it's really i love that piece of it i I think that was really intriguing that was one of my favorite parts of the game um which i did go kind of heavy there 
right? So, because I enjoyed that. But I always like the back and forth tug of war type things where I'm, yeah, shoot, I shouldn't have put it there because Dean's going to still score more points. But then it blocks him out from scoring more. So it's always advantageous. It's just how advantageous is it? Four player becomes a, it, it's a war huge. zone. It is a war zone for sure. Um, yeah, it's really important. You can completely block somebody out right off the bat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not as many points as what the other areas are, but yep. still it's, it's possible. Yep. Well, I mean, so you've got those two things. It's, it's not it, in that. I say that to say after you get it, it's not that complicated. There's not that many, like, but you have those two things going on. And then I think the thing that was the, that could cause the most AP, right. For is those is the top cards, right? Cause the Opus cards and what's the other one called? Memory. Memory. Yeah. So as Dean mentioned earlier, some cards are really going to help your deck. Some cards are going to help you gain towards in-game scoring or engine building. And so how, there's what, eight up, up top or something like that, if I am if I can remember? Seven, I think. Seven, Sorry, I was okay. just on that page and, and then I left and it. So, so that can make you like pause for a moment because like you're sitting here at the table going, okay, I could go into this area sort of majority scoring. I could travel with, you know, and there's these different icons here. I could go get in-game scoring. I could get more coins, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but there's also these seven cards up top that I'm, you know, that, oh man, when this one does this, I could get this to build my deck, which, you know, I think... Earlier in the game, oftentimes you're going to build your deck, though sometimes the Opus cars can be really powerful too to build your engine. And so you have all those things kind of going on. And there were definitely times wherever I, Dean was playing a lot faster than I, which usually it's the opposite. And Dean usually beats me in games. I mean, he beats me oftentimes because I just kind of go with my gut and go for it. But I know multiple times because I had only, this was my first time, I was sitting back going, hmm what do I do? <laughs> like this, you know, and I think I got faster as the game progressed, uh, but that's going to be good or bad depending on who you are. Right. It's not, right. it's not super fast turns, but it's not, you know, but there's a lot of cool stuff about it, man. Like it is fun to try to decide, should I build my deck? Should I build my engine? Should I go have this majority down here? And it's not packaged in this ultra heavy game, which I think is, I think is cool and up my alley. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. So kind of final thoughts if we're ready to move into that. This is a game that I, when I first sat down to learn how to play it, I was like, ooh, I don't know about this. And then the more and more I play, like the more I yeah. really, I mean, I really, really like this game. There Now, you know, everybody, if you listen, that I tend to like area control games. Now, that yeah. that's not all of what this game is, but it does, that's a significant part. Mm-hmm. I like the deck building aspect of this game mm-hmm. it feels a little bit like uh, it this game is not uh it's not rococo at all but it does have some it, elements it looks of like it. like it looks the, the the artistic feel is yeah and and it has that same kind of um that card playing deck building yes. piece you know yep. that feels similar again very different and then also the the area control again different it's a different type but it still has it but it what it really does have is it has that elegance piece of Rococo. Not as much as what Rococo does, but it still feels elegant once you've played this game once. Now, it's going to take you a minute, but I mean, really, your turns can go super fast. By the time I got to playing this game and I knew what I was doing, my turns would take very uh, no time at all. Yeah. In a four-player game, for the most part, I know exactly what I'm going to do by the time it comes around to me, and I can do it very quickly. Sure. Now, some of that can change by the time it comes back around. You might need to you know, call an audible or whatever, but, but for the most part, it, it can move very fast once you know what you're doing. 
I really like the way the scoring works. In how this long? Game. Did, I'm sorry to interrupt. How long was your four player game? I'm curious. Oh, I can't remember. It took a while though. It took uh, two, probably two and a half, maybe closer to, uh, maybe not three. I don't remember now. It, yeah. it took a while, but here's the thing. There was a lot going on. People kept talking to us. It's yeah. at a con. Yep. I, I had to teach it. And, you know, the teach on this can be a little bit. And, and then, you know, a lot of questions and stuff. I I don't know. What does it say on that page, John? Are you on there right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Of how long it takes? Yep. Let me, My guess is it's pictures. probably around an hour and a half. Yep, 90 exactly. Minutes, 90 yeah. minutes. So I that's probably exactly right. Once everyone knows what they're doing. Even even at a four-player game, honestly. Because, again... You, you would have already had time to think about what your turn's going to be. Mm-hmm. But the scoring in this, I think, is really cool. I love traveling around the board. It's a race to take the actions before other people do. And, and that's the other thing. You're all moving the same marker. John mentioned this. You're moving the same marker around the travel board, which is there's a lot of player interaction it's, just in that piece. Which is cool, and that's also why that like those those thoughts are going... like You have a lot to think about sometimes on your turn. You know, when you're first yes. playing, because you're like, dang... Because that, that, that's the tactical part that I like. like. I mean, I like that part about it. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I really want this card. But if Dean moves that, <laughs> or if you're playing a four-player game, Lord it happened, knows it happened a where lot. it would yeah. be. Yeah, A lot. It happened several times where I moved it farther away or somebody else moved it farther away than what I wanted it to be. But again, you just have to call an audible there. But anyway, right now, I'm I'm hovering somewhere between eight, eight and a half on this one. I mm-hmm. really like it, and it keeps rising every time I play it. So... I'm I'm holding on to this one, man. This year is turning out to be such a great year. It's it's, it's been. A, it's, I, I, you're going to hear me say that a lot. I know. I have to agree with that. Like I I, I last year was uh, I think it feel a little, little downer slightly, but but I am I have gone back and played some that I didn't get to play last year, and I went oh that was great. I screwed up by missing that one. Yeah. So I, I so Devere always puts out mechanically solid games, mm-hmm. right? Like every every single time I'm playing, like I'm like that's a cool mechanic. I like that. I like the decision. I don't think I really mentioned it, but in this game, I like the decision of you have four cards and you got to pick two to do something. Dang it. I want the top for that, but I also want to use that later, but I could sure use that bottom to build my income for next round. I don't know if Dean, did you mention that? Because at the end of each round, your income is based on the four cards you have on the bottom plus uh, where your money bag or whatever is. I don't think travel bat token or something is. No, I think it's your your income bag. Yeah, and so like so there's several so like and your tiles on the sides. So yeah, you're building an income engine. That's right, and so like it, man, I really want that action, but I need that tile for next round. Which again, that goes back to that a little bit of analysis paralysis to it, right? Because like I I kept thinking about that kind of stuff. Oh, I don't know what I do here. What should I do here? Um, but it is. This is one of the games that, like, just because of the beauty and presentation, I would almost want. And I don't say that about anything, do I? When have no. I ever really said, like, that's such a gorgeous... But obviously the game has to be good, and this game is good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Devere has consistently put out really good quality games. I'm in the same... I'm gonna, I'm, I've only played it once, so this is, again, a, with a caveat. I'm about an at eight. Like, Dean, thinking to myself... Uh, there's definitely the potential that this game goes up the more I play it. Super solid game. Uh, Devere does it again. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so I did talk to... I need to make this comment because it's it's in my head the whole time. The, the bottom part of the board where you're doing the... Where you're doing all of the area control stuff is called the Requiem part. Every time... If you've ever seen... You've never Requiem seen Deer... Requiem for a Dream. No. Oh. Dear Evan Hansen, have you seen that? What? Kazoom type? Dear, Dear Evan Hansen, the musical? Nothing. No. There's a song called Requiem, and it's 
I will sing no requiem. And so that song is going on in my mind the whole time. But we listened to anyway. Lacrimosa the entire time we played it. We did. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was pretty fun. Yeah. And we have this guy, uh, that's a doctor at our church. That's our buddy. And you know, sometimes you want to impress the doctor. So I thought he would come in to the game cause he came into our office and he would come in and like be a little impressed. Like, Ooh, look at that game. Oh, listen to a little Mozart. <laughs> he never stepped in one time. <laughs> So I went out and told him that's what we were doing. <laughs> John kept like turning the volume higher and higher. Like he needs to see how smart we are right now. Okay, real fast. I asked Mike and Wendy their thoughts and Jonathan just to, just yeah, to that's read great. them. So Mike says, uh, unique theme with great production, but he's not sure it will climb the BGG charts and stick with staying power, um, which could be true. I, don't I could, know. I don't know. I could, yeah, I could see it because it, it doesn't have this like heavy gripping theme. I mean, it's so beautiful. I think about Mozart, but I don't feel like you said, I don't know if I feel like I'm traveling. I don't know if I'm feel like I'm really completing an opus or, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. I I did say that, but I do think maybe I'm going back on what I said. I actually do think the theme does come out. If you allow it to, it comes out some, I I agree with that. In the rule book, it's really cool reading that. It makes you want to dig deeper into the theme of, of all of this. Mozart died at age 34. I think it was. Yes. Which is nuts, and this was the this was younger than me. What he was writing on his deathbed is is this. Uh, which one was it? Was the uh, Requiem in D Minor, which is the one we were listening to, and which is you know really famous. Uh, anyway, okay, it did intrigue me to want to go learn more about Mozart than I know even. Yeah, I too. really did. So like, I think that's that doesn't happen in board games very often, but it absolutely happened in this one. I'm with you. Wendy says, I think the production was great and love the player boards, which she is right. True. The mechanics were interesting and I'd definitely play it again. So yep. she she enjoyed it. And then Jonathan said, love the production. The theme seemed interesting, but it didn't really come through to me with the mechanics, which yeah. is, you know, kind mm-hmm. of what you're saying a little bit. Game was beautiful. I worry about replayability, mm-hmm. but it was super smooth to play and very enjoyable. I, I tend to agree with that. I don't know about replayability. Part of me... I don't know. Part of me likes the idea of knowing what's out there, you know, and the yeah. thing you're not going to see every card, even in a four player game, we didn't see every card, uh, every round. So there's, there's some things out there, but they mostly do the same thing. Part of me likes that. So it helps you to, to kind of plan a little bit better, but yeah. So that's, so really enjoyed it. And I think it could go up because like, because of like, I can play it faster. I think it could stay the same or go down because again, like Red Cathedral was one of those games that it's like mechanically sound and I keep thinking I should really like this a lot and it's just kind of fine like it's good and so I'm a little worried that there's the potentiality the potential of this one kind of falling into that because I didn't go yes I went I went cool I like it and like I'm not going out to buy it now if Dean wants to play it like I'm, I'm definitely down and I'm definitely intrigued by playing it again because then I might go out and get it. It's so weird. It's like I play Hansa Teutonica and I kind of had that same feel. And it's like I, I feel like it's so hard for me to go. Ugh, it either is going to fall into this. OK, fine. Like or it's going to continue to rise. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually torn by this one in that sense. But I absolutely think it's it's so if you like dry euros as people would say that is beautiful production you have to go you have to play it you sure. have to get it yeah like if i hadn't played it i would buy it yeah like i gotta i gotta give it a shot and it was it was solid apparently 
I don't know, the pre-orders might be difficult to... to yeah, <laughs> somebody yeah, yeah. had put on there that pre-orders are sold out. Now, that was a question mark. They were wondering if that's the case. But um, anyway, that yep. is Lacrimosa. Let's get on to Beyond the Sun. All right, Dean, so Beyond the Sun. So I almost did the poll this week, and the poll was almost, should Dean talk about games that he's only played on Board Game Arena? Because the answer is no. What? The answer is no. Is that specific to me because or anybody? We'll see, though. We'll see. We'll, we'll hear your thoughts. But multiple times, this uh, something has happened where Dean has either been well usually it's he's kind of bat on a game and here's the reason why because he doesn't really learn the rules <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't know, I played on bgg i wasn't super into it and then he's like but i didn't really read i, I watched a five minute clip or something of a video <laughs> so i kind of had an idea and how can you enjoy a game you don't even really know what you're doing so here's the question does beyond the sun see i like i like the drama does Beyond the Sun fall into that, or does Dean go, yep? Because he said, I think once or twice on the show, didn't really care for it. Correct? Hmm. I don't recall. Yeah, he did. <laughs> You're like, eh, I didn't really like it. Okay, so one thing about Beyond the Sun is if you see pictures of it, uh, I, we'll talk about that in our components. Okay. Let's, let's talk about our... Wait, wait, that's not how we do it. Just, just I really need to explain briefly, the game. Just yeah, it. you start. Okay, so this game is seconds. like this game is like a giant tech tree where you're gonna have certain worker placement spots to go to, but as you ha- send out your workers to where you can actually go take some of those production uh, worker placement spots, then you might be able to go and unlock a new spot for everyone. But if you're the one who unlocks it, you might actually get a bonus or get to choose something like every player gets this or every player gets that. So you're building out this giant tech tree with other players over the course of the game while you're also going out and having that area majority battle fight uh, to colonize planets. And the whole time you're doing these things, you're removing tokens and you have this interesting, we'll talk about resource like you make automating your food production so that you can have more chance to get more people to do things and, you know, getting more ore each turn, all that kind of stuff. So your turn sequences, place a worker, you do what it says, and then you gain a production, either ore production, food production, or there's a trade kind of thing. Let's just go. All Most right. victory points wins the game. Let's talk about the art and components on this one first. What do you think? Well, it's interesting. Like, I was almost went there because it's like you see pictures of it and it looks pretty meh. Like, it looks like a bunch of white cards laying out on a table. But when you see it in front of you, in my opinion, I thought it was pretty solid. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I, I don't love the player boards. I don't think that those look good overall. But They're very clean. They are clean. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, this is yeah. this this is my opinion. I feel like they tried to go Eno Tool, but they're not Eno Tool. Yeah, like it was it looked it was like knockoff Eno Tool. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it's as bad as is what I everyone was saying about it and what I anticipated I, to see. It's like I have the knockoff and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. I might take it for this price over the original, anyways. Right, right. Like it, that wasn't. I don't want even think that was a big negative because it's not. Like I was just, but but. Yeah, it looked but like also, a little But also, we forget that that's not the only piece of the components. It's not just the boards and all that going on, not just the cards. You know, the yeah. board the board is fine, by the way. I, it's 
it's not like the most outstanding sure. you know planet that I've seen on a board, but I agree. The dice are beautiful. I, I think mm-hmm. the the dice look great, and they're you know really they're all customized dice, and there's a bunch of them. You have the screen printed disc, it, so there's other elements of this than just those white cards and whiteboards. Well, well you mentioned dice because I remember the one of the first times I looked at it, like I'm always like. Mm, I got to figure out more about these dice because I'm either going to like it or not. Uh, oftentimes, based on how you're rolling it, mitigating. Guess what? They mean nothing but resources. There is no rolling the dice in this game. The dice are flipped over because there's either uh, population that you can use to do things or ships that you can go send out, and the ships have different powers. So you're flipping the dice to either be one, two, three, or four power. Um, so like you, it's. Is that interesting to you? Do you like that use of those instead of having a bunch of resources that you have pieces, you just have dice that you move around or do you not like that? I I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. I I feel the same way. Like I'm not like, yeah, it's so cool. If you asked me before, would you like that before I played the game? I would say probably not. I'd rather just mm-hmm. have the resources, but I think it worked fine. And I, honestly, it kept it, everything clean, and it keeps the box smaller too. Yeah. Which is this is a pretty small box, like it's pretty a, thin. Maybe Clans of Caledonia size yeah. box, maybe a little bigger than that. But it's a little bigger than that, I think. But but thin, you know. So it's, yeah, yep. Anyway, so anything that makes the production smaller, unless it's a miniatures game, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> then you want the biggest box possible. <laughs> but the gameplay itself. So you are, you know, worker placement. We're taking one worker. You get one so, worker and you're placing it in the different spots. Now, the piece that I enjoy the most about this game is going to be the exploration, which is what you thought I would like yeah. in general. And that is exploring the different technologies. So you're going to be going to these different levels and then you get to choose between two that are out there, picking one of those in the the colors that come out can matter, you know, mm-hmm. for future techs and all that stuff. I yeah. didn't know. I don't think you explained this the first time and I should have known, but that the different colors were associated with different technologies. Yeah, yeah, you have it on your player board. Oh, okay. You didn't you didn't point that I'm out. Pretty sure I did. Who won this game? The the one you and I played? I think me. I don't. I don't <laughs> remember. I actually, I, 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 did you whip me in this one? I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I made yeah, it to yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, fourth yeah. level. Who won, Lacrimosa? I don't recall. Yep. <laughs> I really had a brain. You hammered me in that a brain. One. I came in last place. I think the other day too. But anyway, so I, I really like that. That's that's my favorite part of the game. But on top of that, this game, I didn't anticipate it even feeling remotely thematic at all either but when you're going out and exploring in the different planets too moving your ships around out there taking control of those and 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 taking them into your uh, into your supply Mm -hmm. i think all of that's really cool and does feel a little bit thematic not as thematic as like an eclipse or anything like that but it does have elements of like okay i actually created this technology or i you know i am whatever i don't know if it's colonizing the planets whatever you're doing but yeah, I mean it's it's it has the it has that element of so I like how you're yeah I feel like I'm building something. I, I, not that I'm always not excited about this, but this like I gain these two things to get this, and I okay I set it over to the side and I score some points right like I complete this task. Oh, I did this to do this. I like to step back in games and see hey I've built this city. I've built these tiles out. And I think you see that in this game a little bit, don't you? Yeah. Like you, you see this tech tree being built out and there's that level of explore exploring that I re- that's intriguing. That keeps you like, I wonder what that's going to like, you know what I mean? Like uh, there's plenty of games that you're, that you know, most of what's out on the table already. 
it is fun to have those games where you're like, what's that going to be? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I know that some people have complained about, you know, lucking into good cards and stuff, but you get to, you, you call out a color and there's four different colors. You pick until you get two of them, then you make the choice. That's fine to me. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's good. Now, what a, just a thought on this kind of goes back to the components, I guess. The iconography slash text on the cards, you okay with all, how all of that is done? Do you feel like that's clear enough? Do you feel like it could have been done? Nothing is fine. Okay. You don't right. like it? Well, I just, it's the aesthetics of it. I think something about that piece of it doesn't look as nice or clean I'm good with it. to me, but I think, I think it could have been done better. But overall, I do think it's clear. Yeah. I, I think for the most, and that's what I want in this game. You know, mm-hmm. you need to know without having to refer back to the rule book. Now, you knew the rules. So any question I had, I could ask you, but I didn't have, I don't think any questions, maybe, maybe one or two about the clarity of those cards. So I appreciate that a lot. Yep. Yep. So the other two things that I want to talk about is is that the going out and fighting for the colonization thing. So you have these in a two player game, you have three different like planets or areas that you're going for and you have these ships. And when you put them on the place, if you have the highest value, you oftentimes get an immediate bonus action, which is kind of cool. Not always. And then there's a number to colonize it. And if you get that many value of ships on there, then you get you can do a colonizing action. Now, if I put a three down and then Dean puts enough ships to equal four, he now has the majority and I cannot colonize it. Oh, wow. And then he can get the bonus. And so it's really just interesting the way you're going to back and forth that. And should I go and battle Dean for this? Should I not battle Dean for that? Should I jump over? This is like one of the cruxes of the game. That there's three big crux pieces that you're juggling should I go there and colonize because if I colonize I do get to remove discs from my production track which is what I'm going to talk about in a minute and you get points and in a in a two-player game I think after four or colonize the game ends or do I go over to this tech tree and try to explore it because I'm I'm scoring points every time I'm putting my guys out on those tech things plus if I get there first you know then and I'm uncovering a lot of these I might get a lot of bonus actions and hey it may let me put some ships out on that part over there and kind of get some double action while you're battling that you have this player board that's your production board and if you don't it's a game where like it's not like it just continuously gets more and more and more and more because you have five rows of goods on your player board. And when it comes to like food production, when all in your A on the far left-hand side, all in your your A column are gone, if you haven't unlocked the ability to get um, uh, population from B, you ain't getting nothing. Like there's an action that lets you do it and some stuff and you can trade for it. But it's a game where you're building an engine that you have to keep paying attention to or you will lose the game and i love that yeah yeah it's a it's a fomo thing right like i got to keep up with whatever you have to constantly do going that. on yeah i i enjoy you that do. as well I, I, so okay do you have anything else or i'm just final thoughts go for it you go for okay it. so i was not super excited about this game like it was one of those ones where i was intrigued uh, my buddy jd had it he said he liked it but wasn't in complete love with it i don't think his wife liked it a ton which i understand if my wife doesn't like a game it gets sold pretty much um and so he sold it to me and it was a good price i'm like sure man i'll take it i'll give it a, uh, give it a try loved this game and i think one of the things that i love about it is, besides that those 
fighting back and forth between do I go and colonize? When do I do tech tree? Oh man, and I got to keep up with this production. Number one, all that stuff is not that hard to keep up with, which is cool. Is that this game can be pretty quick. Because, you know, it's based on, it's not, I, I like games that aren't like a certain amount of rounds. That's based on, that's where I go to Imperium. Like, it's kind of a race to, but this one's not a race to. It's just, if you have a certain amount of the, um, these achievement cards, discs that are out on there, it depends on your player count or, or if there's a certain amount of places colonized or whatever. Like, Dean and I, I taught him and played the game in under an hour and a half, Right. Oh yeah, it was way, yeah. or was it an hour? It was, it was, it was. It wasn't, it wasn't an hour. I think it was hour fifteen, sure. maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, like, that is super my jam. Sometimes when I feel satisfied at this tech tree that's been built, I've done this tug of war over here, and wow, that was like an hour and fifteen minutes, and I'm done. Yeah. Nine out of ten. Could Nine be more the more I play it. I thought it was so freaking good. Yeah. I now now I'm a little concerned. Hold up. Okay. My concern is replayability in the sense of after I've explored the tiles, the tech tree, will it be as exciting to flip things over? Like, <gasps> yeah, because now I still am a few games in and I'm still getting excited. Oh, I haven't seen that card yet. Yeah. Well, I get a little bit like, uh, so like that's, I'm Googling going, give me a dang expansion with more of these cards yep. so that I keep that freshness. Cause while it's there, I love it. It's interesting because this seems like it's an easily, I say easily, I'm not a game designer, but it seems like there's so many things that you could do in expanding this game. Yeah. One, you could just add a bunch of extra technologies, you know, mm-hmm. which is a plus. You can, I think for sure you need to add more objectives. Um, when it, Cause by the way, I picked this game up this past <laughs> weekend. Somebody was selling it used, uh, our friend Amy and, and uh, yep, got it for $35, which was very no, nice. Anyway. I think that's what I paid. Uh, but I was looking through the cards, and I was like, oh, it seems like there's not very many objectives. And so there's a lot of ways that you can expand it yes. that way. I think you could add other resources, other dice, um, you know, that give you different things that are special. There's lots of ways, new new planets to explore, all of that. So, yes, I am not quite as high on this as you, but I will say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat my words. And I, I admit when I'm wrong, John, I do. If I'm wrong, I'm going to say, look, I was wrong. I like that. So I texted BJ from Board Game Gober right after that, which this is one of his favorite games. All right. I said, BJ, Beyond the Sun is an amazing game when playing in person. You were right. I was wrong. And I will never <laughs> doubt you again. And that is partly true. The part of it's an excellent game. This is a great game. I'm going to keep this at an eight and a half right now. Now, I have only played it online and then played this with John at this point. And so I'm really only counting the, the play that I had with John. I I would imagine I would like this even quite a bit more with more plays, even with more people. I think it could be a lot of fun uh, kind of racing through with, you know, multiple players, I guess, would, would seems like it would be a lot of fun. So anyway, hit me up on, on Board Game Arena, by the way, now that I know how to play this game. Yeah. I will play this game with you. Uh, Residents of Meeple Town, Salsa King, um, you, somebody start one of these games, Rob, start one of these games, and we'll uh, we'll get it going. So that is Beyond the Sun, eight and a half from me, nine from John. Last one we're going to talk about is Planet Unknown. Okay, Planet Unknown is a, another new release, came out in 2022, and this one is from Ryan Lambert and Adam uh, Reborg, and this is from Adam's Apple Games. In this game, everybody has their planets in front of them, and then there's going to be a lazy Susan in the center of the table. How often do you get to say that when you're talking about game components? I just got hungry. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would prefer, like, if it's, you're already going to have a lazy Susan, you might as well 
figure out a way to put some extra things that slide out that you can do a little charcuterie board Ooh. on there. We'll talk while about you that. Play. We'll talk about no, that for an expansion. That would be greasy. No, no, no. We'll talk about an expansion of that very thing of getting food okay. on your lazy Susan. By the way, if you're Susan, I apologize. It's the name of the thing. Not we're not calling you lazy. Oh Just my gosh! Why are you always pandering to that kidding. kind of stuff? How, how do you feel? Like I, I think if somebody's of like, course you, "Hey, pull out the lazy Susan." And Susan, my name like, is freaking a toilet. Yeah, how do you feel? John? How do you? Someone feel goes, "I want to go to the John." I'm like, "Yes." I go into a corner and I cry about it for an hour. Sick, I don't give a rat's sick burn, Susan. I don't care. All right, I'm, we. You really there think are that there are things that one. Let me say this: I'm not one of those. I'm not you, one of those. You think guys. that I'm concerned about Susan's feelings being hurt? Yes. I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm, I'm with Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. okay. I've been watching a lot of comedy, comedians and cars getting coffee. I am. There are Amazing. things. There are absolutely things that are offensive. There are absolutely things that are overboard. Um, I am not one of those guys that's like, just get over it, you baby. I, that kind of irritates me. But society has lost its ability to kind of make a joke. Mm-hmm. We get we're so offended about everything that I can't just say my name's a toilet can take a crap in me. That's hilarious. You can say that all day long and I'll laugh like it doesn't. It's just funny. You know, what's really ironic about this conversation is I was making a joke about Susan being lazy and you're offended by it. <laughs> I love it. No, that's what I'm saying. I love it. That, what I'm saying is, is like I if, if I'm a, if my name is Susan and someone says lazy Susan and I go and I and I'm super offended by it. She's not really. Susan's I don't not offended. think so. That's what I'm saying. Like I, the only reason we get offended is because everyone says you should be. Oh my goodness. Oftentimes. All right. Okay, Can we sorry. move on from this? I know. All right. I, that's my. That's I do want John's rant of the day. All right. That's this that's a new is, segment. There's a component of a lazy Susan in this game, and that's going to have all of your polyomino cardboard pieces in there. And on this game, you are going to be putting those tiles out onto your board. So in a We'll talk about a two-player game because that's the way that John and I have played it together. Uh, but in a normal game, I will pick one of the sections of that tray. And one of those sections has two different two different compartments for uh, for those polyomino pieces. Okay, So to give you an idea, the center area is going to have the smaller pieces and the outer area is going to have the larger pieces. Mm-hmm. So the smaller one might be like a one-by-two. Okay, And then the next level out might be like a a zigzag, you know, like the Z piece that you see in Tetris, something like that. Okay. Or there's lots of other different pieces. So when that area is in front of you, that your section is in front of you, you're going to pick one of the two tiles that's in front of you and put it out onto your board. And when you do that, though, this is the exciting part. You're going to have, you're going to move up on track <laughs> there based is. on there the, it is. the types that you put out onto your board. And I won't go through what all of those do, but just know that moving up those different tracks might give you technology. It might give you these different civilization cards that let you take a one-time bonus or in-game points, whichever one you decide mm-hmm. you want to take. Um, some of the tiles might have asteroids on them, which you're going to have to remove from your rover. And so one of the tracks is your rover track where you are going to be picking up life pods to give you points or removing asteroids to give you points, but also to save you from losing points. Because at the end of the mm-hmm. game, you're going to get points from all the different columns and rows that you fill out on, on your planet. Yep. Um, and then some of one of the tracks is the, uh, the, the tree one. I forget what it's called. And that lets you put the, the one by one pieces. Biome? That seems right. That seems right. Maybe. Biodome. Uh, one by one pieces out on your board to kind of fill up those areas. Okay. At the end of the game, you're going to get points for how far you've gone up on the different tracks. You're going to get points for the, the potentially civ cards. 
Uh, you'll get points from every column in a row that you have filled out are going to give you points. Um, life pod points. Every three of your different asteroids that you remove from the planet, so on and so forth. But this game has lots of different other pieces to it as well. So your planet can be very different from somebody else's. You can all use the same planets in the same player boards, which is cool. Or you can use different planets that have different special abilities. Mm-hmm based on the planet. Your player boards, can, your factions can have different asymmetric abilities or ways of scoring points. They're, they're pretty radically different, and there's a lot of them in the game box as well. And that is really the gist of the game. The game ends when you can't do anything else on your planets. Then you score up your points, and I win. Somebody wins. No, I won. Yep. Did you? Yeah. We'll oh, other, yeah, remember? yeah. And you're yeah. all like, oh, well, that's all. That's right. Okay. Um, pause. If Dean and I did a podcast where we talked about like a 30 minute podcast where we talked about a nineties movie. We just watched a nineties movie and broke it down and talked about it. If would you listen? And if you would just let us know. They, they won't, they don't even like listening to our board game podcast and they're just here asking. to hear about board games. You said biodome. So like, Oh yeah. That would be a fun podcast to do. All we have to do is watch one thing. Dang it, Billy. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Yeah. Remember okay. that? The goat from Biodome? Yeah. Okay. I know about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I know. Right. I've watched Biodome about a, yeah. probably 35 times. That's a good movie. Yeah. I have too. I've, I've watched it every day for a summer, I think. Yeah. It was that and Dumb and Dumber I did the same thing for. Yeah. I did Biodome more, but I did. And Billy Madison for that matter. Actually, yeah. That's all my summers growing up. Yeah. That's, that's what we did. <laughs> okay. So let's just pull up the drama. Uh, as we always do, Planet Unknown is like freaking hype through the roof. I feel like it does like have a blow lot of hype. the roof off. I keep hearing about this from everybody. It's not like an Ark Nova hype. No, but it's, it's, it's a lot of hype for it's sure. It's not. Um, we we talk about the oh components. art and components. Let's talk about the art and components. You played the deluxe version, just so you know. Yeah, so I don't know what the other that was one. all good, and the Lazy Susan was cool. You know, besides that, it was you know tiles on a thing. Yeah, the you know the little minis. Some of those things were cool. Yeah, I mean, great. I'm looking to see what. I I I honest to goodness, I just don't know what is deluxe and what's not in this. So I Dean I can't really speak. I can't speak to that. But the Lazy Susan itself, which is in both versions of the game, is is great. It's fantastic, and it's necessary. It's not just like this thing that's thrown in there. You really need that. Oh, I didn't mention this. In a two-player game, instead of one person picking and then the other one's having to choose from whatever's in front of them, in a two-player game, it's just going to move one click clockwise every turn, which is yeah. nice because that speeds up the game. The game plays very quickly at two and solo uh, because that's all you're doing is just turning it. You don't have any decisions to make there. Yep. Um, so it's deal with whatever's in front of you. I like that. I thought it was cool. Yep. Okay. So uh, components through the Good. roof. Yep. All across the board, I, I just think it's it's great. Other than, you ready for this? The box size, which is very <laughs> frustrating, actually. You get all the components in there. You put the, the uh, trays at the bottom. You're going to have these, um, or like the boards at the bottom. You've got these trays where all the, you know, they're like game tray trays where everything fits perfectly in there. You've got the Lazy Susan, which does not have a cover. It would be nice to have a cover because you have to store this game ver- uh, horizontally. Otherwise, all of those tiles are going to fall out. I know from experience, dude, and so that's happened to me where the tiles fall out of there because I had it sideways. Also, the game box doesn't go all the way down because the box isn't big enough for that to happen. What an oversight that is. That is very frustrating. Yeah, I I was very disappointed in that. In a production that is so 
great for that to be an oversight is bah, not happy. Wasn't happy with that. Yeah, sorry, buddy. But overall, I think this is a great production. Is the game fun? Is it fun? Well, I like polyomino games, and I tend to gravitate towards simpler polyomino games, like My City, which is a game that I, I really enjoyed, right? Just simple yeah. polyomino, but there's still a lot of thinkiness that goes along mm-hmm. with that. Uh, Baron Park is another one. Uh, Patchwork, all of those games I really, really enjoy. Now, here's the thing about this game. When you combine polyomino tile placement with moving up tracks, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I've got tears streaming down my face right now. He's I'm literally so happy. crying right now. I'm so happy. Oh my that gosh. you that you did that. And then and then lazy Susan, you have miniatures in this game, kind of with the components. <laughs> I mean, it's I ten and a half I, out of ten for I, Dean. I he hasn't even played it. Can't talk. <laughs> I'm just. I'm verklempt. All right. I, I I really, really like this game quite a bit. And it is not a heavier game. It's the simplicity of it that I like it so much. You can explain this game very quickly. But mm-hmm. I'm jumping ahead to the final thoughts. I'm not going to do that. Wow. Go ahead. Okay. Final thoughts. No, no, no. What do you like? Yeah. Um. So I like, I, I like how there's like the decisions are not too like overwhelming because you've got like a couple polyominoes to choose from. Then you place on your board and, you know, you can sit there and think about that a lot. But I like, I love the games where it's like, okay, here's two or three things. Pick one. Let me make one decision. Okay, then let me go make another, right? And I'm all right, let me place it on exactly where I'm going to place it on the map. Uh, I think that's cool. I think that it's satisfying to place it on the map and to go up two tracks, potentially, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, not every time, but whatever. Uh, I think that that's satisfying because when you're, it's, it's different than other polyomino, than a lot of other polyomino games I've played where you, just are trying to fill out a board here. Not only you're trying to fill out the board, you're trying to go up the tracks, which then can give you bonuses to do other things. And so it's a little more thinky than those, but I never felt like super paralyzed in my thinking. Like, no, like, no, okay. No. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And then on top of that, I think the Rover thing is really cool. Yeah. We got this little ship that's going around and one of the tracks allows you to move the Rover and you can go pick up. What is that called? The either meteorites or your yeah. life pods. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can go pick those things up. And if you don't pick up meteorites, then you can't score that rower column at mm-hmm. the end of the game. So, like, you do have to move the rover. And then over the course of the game, you can be getting, um, what was I getting last time? The, what were those tech cards? Not the bonus cards? The Civ cards. Civ cards. You got you. a bunch of those like, because yeah. of your uh, Because your of my, race yeah, yeah. So, which is cool. Like, that was kind of fun. And go, oh, I get this bonus and I can pick from this bonus and this bonus. And that's that's cool. And we're kind of racing to those Civ cards a little bit because um, there's just a certain amount there. And it, I thought it was a really cool game. And I was surprised how much I liked it and not because I was negative about it, but because it did feel like a different take on polyominoes yeah. than I've, than I've played. And I'm not polyominoed maybe out, but this is something fresh in that field that I, something that I used to love that I've kind of gotten a little bit like, okay, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've played it. That's not much different. Wow. Add a track, add some like combo action and you're going, wow, that was it's a pretty fun little game there. Yeah. Now, here's this is a, might be a weird comparison, but I don't think so. I'm going to compare this just a second to Foundations of Rome, which is a polyomino game, but that's not why I'm comparing it. Foundations of Rome is a game that is fun when you play the base game, but then you start adding these different modules in, and it it is next level at that point. Now, for me, you know that this game was in my top 
uh, 15 yeah. games. It was so the, it's a 10. Foundations of Rome is a 10 for yeah. me. Now, Planet Unknown is a good game when you play just the way that I described it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you add event cards, and this is really cool because you can customize the event deck, meaning I can have a bunch of really positive interaction cards with not as many negative ones. You're going to put 20 cards, and then there's medium ones. So there's mm-hmm. hard, medium, and then easier cards. You can customize it however you want. The book's like, you know, do whatever you do, whatever. You could put all easy cards in there and you're just getting a bunch of fluff the whole time, which I don't recommend. You want to have some negative things that will happen, but, but, but you might want, want to be like crazy with all the bad stuff that happens. But that piece is really cool because you might flip a card over and it's like, you can't do this, this round, or it might be, Hey, move up on this track or move down on this track. And everybody has to do that. And I really, really enjoy that aspect. Then you have the the uh, player boards, which I've already mentioned that adds, you know, different things that your planet can do. Then your, uh, sorry, your planet boards. Then your, your player boards, which is really the crux of the game, I think, is that yeah. when you start figuring out all of these different things, all these different uh, uh, asymmetry that these boards offer, it is really, really next level. Yeah. And all of these things just really boosted up for me. Um, adding in the objective cards. Um, yeah. So you can do them personal objectives or you can do, it recommends you, that you, in a higher player count, that you're doing these um, open objective cards. Yeah. And so in like a six player game, you're going to have cards set between you and another player on either side. And so you're you're competing against that player next to you, which is yeah. amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. You loved objective cards. So yeah, for I me, this goes next level with all of those different modules that it adds into it, but they're not too, it also is not too overwhelming. It says 2.27. Yeah. Uh, it might be a little higher than that when you add in the different modules, but it's not, it's not even a three at that point. So that's right. That's right. Um, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, you want to go ahead and do final thoughts? Oh, I do. Cause I, I do. think it's, it's a pretty, that's so let's my final thought. It's a pretty simple game to understand how to play Though, I mean, it's definitely meatier than just, you know, patchwork or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> because of the things that we've talked about. Um, I want to play it more. I'll be interested to see how, if it continues to have the joy, the the fun that it brings me. I like that it is also 45 minutes. So I like a good game, again, that has those feeling of satisfaction, trying to fill out a whole planet, going up tracks, 45 minutes, man, this thing is over. I really like it. I'm going to give it eight out of a very solid eight out of 10 with, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stay there. Very solid eight out of 10. I really like this one. Okay. Actually, I thought you might be a little bit higher on that one. Yeah. I want to play it a little bit more. Okay. I get that. I get yep. that. Yeah. So with, with me, I'm, I'm right there with John. I'm finding myself, like you, you said 40 minutes. It actually says 60 to 80 minutes. I think that's actually high once everyone knows what they're doing and you're all doing things at the same time. So it doesn't really slow anything down mm-hmm. Two player game is easily under an hour for in, in my experience, yeah. uh, you can play a solo game, which the solo game is excellent too, because you're basically, you are doing the same thing except you're competing against yourself. You yeah. know, um, I, I will, will say with this one, I get feelings of foundations of Rome in the mm-hmm. sense of, this is like exactly in my wheelhouse. It's a lighter game that's expandable to make it a little bit heavier. The The rule set is simple either way. Now, there are some some wonky things that can happen and some questions that might not be answered as well in the rule book, but for the most part, I haven't had issues with that. For me, this one's going to be a nine 
And Foundations of Rome was kind of that same way where it started off there and then jumped up, you know, Mm -hmm. the more I've played. I've played this a decent amount of times right now, but I could see this rising up. I don't know if it's going to lower, but we might see, uh, who knows? Who knows what happens next year? I just really, really love this game a lot so far. Yeah, it could go up for me. That was fun. Yeah. Yep. So that's a nine I've got to borrow me. that and play that with my wife. Nine for me and eight from John. Tell people how they can get in touch with us, All John. right. If you are enjoying our podcast and you would like to have clever names like Mozart in Space, please let us know at MeepletownMail at gmail.com. Is that right? Meepletown Mailbag? What does it mean? It's Meepletown Mail. Meepletown Mail at gmail.com. Uh, if you like to support what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash meepletown. We're at meepletown on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would love for you to rate this podcast, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. How many people came to you at Tennessee Game Days and said, you're the Meepletown guy? <laughs> we know a lot of people at Tennessee Game Days at this Dang point, it. right? So, so that's a zero. I think so, yeah. Nobody knew that came up to me is like, hey, hey, you're that guy. Uh, that's not true. One person came up to okay. me and said that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it is It is one. But we just know a lot more people cool. over the years have been going they've for already, They've already said that to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or not. Go, go Vols. <laughs>